The Dr. Taz Show. The podcast, Dr. Taz. Superwoman Wellness. Here's Dr. Taz. Welcome back, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Superwoman Wellness, where you know I am determined to bring you back to your superpower self. Joining me today is a guest who is going to do exactly that. I have with me Dr. David Steenblock. He is a interdisciplinary medical genius taking roads untraveled to find the ultimate healing for his patients with a focus on stem cell therapies. I am so excited to learn more about this. I enjoy studying, he says, from his private library with an amassed collection of just over 60,000 medical books and millions of research papers. I'm always looking forward. What is the greatest thing that we can do which hasn't been done yet? And Dr. Steenbluff does just that. He has used stem cells to significantly heal patients suffering from ALS, Alzheimer's, dementia, chronic pain, strokes, and traumatic brain injury, along with heart disease and cerebral palsy. Welcome to the show, Dr. Steenblatt. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Well, we are thrilled to have you here, and I love speaking to forward thinkers, people that are pushing the envelope, pushing things beyond what's comfortable, and really trying to change humanity, quite honestly. And I think you're one of those people, so it's such an honor to have you on here. I want to know how you became interested in stem cells to begin with. It's an area, I've got to be honest, that I don't know a lot about. We don't offer it in our clinic. I'm like fascinated by it, but don't have the time to dive into it. So tell us a little bit about it and how you sort of latched onto that idea as sort of the next thing to move us forward. Well, the uh, 1990s were the year of the brain. And so I spent that 10 years working with brain injured patients, stroke patients. And uh, I started the first uh, hyperbaric oxygen therapy center for stroke patients in the world. And along with standard conventional physical therapy, occupational therapy, and space therapy. And we did things like acupuncture and we did um, all kinds of other things uh, along with the hyperbaric. And uh, we were always trying this, trying that, trying to see what else would work better. And after 10 years, uh, we were still having patients that didn't get as well as they wanted to. And they kept asking me, what else, doctor? What else can we do? And so I was looking to help them. And then I, uh, you know, I've been reading a little bit about stem cells and I came across uh, a place where I could actually uh, get some and, and try it. So I, I uh, bought some stem cells and we started treating. And uh, before uh, I started treating the stroke patients, I didn't want to do that because uh, I didn't know whether or not I was going to do anything, you know, because it was new, never been published, and nobody published anything at that time, uh, animal work, but not human. And so I decided that uh, the most, what would be the most, um, uh, most uh, low-hanging fruit, they call it, uh, the one, the patients that are most suited for it, the ones that are most apt to get better. And it turned out uh, that I came up with cerebral palsy. Mm. Uh, because cerebral palsy is a disease like a stroke of the newborn. Uh, and uh, the only thing is that they haven't got all of the assorted different diseases that the older stroke patients have. They don't have heart disease and, right. and hypertension and cholesterol problems, et cetera, et cetera. And so they're, they're fresh, they're young, and they have a lot of growth factors. And that helps the stem cells grow too. So uh, we decided to start uh, giving stem cells to cerebral palsy patients in Mexico just because of the regulatory authorities here, we're not about to let us do anything. And so uh, we did that. We did 
in his first clinical trial, and it was successful. So we had a, about an 80% success rate in terms of uh, overall significant improvement. And with that, uh, we then started doing other kinds of cases. In 2006, I was doing bone marrow treatments, and by 2010, we were doing umbilical cord, bone marrow, and fat stem cells. So we're doing and have been doing a lot of different stem cells. We're probably up to 10,000 patients now. That's amazing. So for people who are listening and they don't even know what a stem cell is or how a stem cell works, what would you tell them? How would you explain the concept? Uh, like a seed. You know, you have a seed in the garden and you plant it and, and it starts off with this little tiny thing. But you put it in the water, you put it in nutrition, you give it sunlight, etc. Pretty soon you have a plant and a little bit later maybe you have an apple or an orange orange or something. And so it's uh, that same kind of thing. The, the seeds, although un, unlike that seed that's so specific, a stem cell can grow into an orange, an apple, a pear, uh, any kind of a tree, any kind of a plant, because it's multi, it has a number of different ways of developing. And so the environment tells it where and what it should do. So if you plant it in a forest, it'll become a tree. If you plant it in a garden, it'll become a flower. If it, you know, so if you plant it in the brain, it becomes like a brain cell. If you plant it in a muscle, it becomes a muscle cell, that kind of thing. So, and it goes, the cells, when you put them into the body, they circulate in the blood and they go to wherever there's an injury. So the body's way of repairing our cells. So it's the entire genetic code that you have in your body, in that cell, and it goes to wherever it needs to be and you plant it and restores not only the cell, around it it helps with growth factors that helps stimulate the repair of the cells but also has the perfect genes that uh, if there's damaged genes it helps repair and replace those damaged genes too gotcha okay and there's a lot of debate that i've heard and i've had some really tough patients that have gone to different stem cell clinics throughout the country and even internationally uh how do you know you're getting good stem cells versus not so great stem cells? Mm. How are they screened? How are they regulated? What's sort of all of that hubbub about? Yeah, that's a, that's a monstrous problem. Um, up until about five years ago, I really had no competition because I'm, I had my own stem cell lab mm-hmm. for many years. It's about, it's about $800,000 investment. And so uh, with that, you can you know do you can do microbiology tests. You can do endotoxin testing. You can look at the cells under the microscope as they're growing. If there are any contamination, you can generally see if there's bacterial contamination. You throw it all out, um, and then you do when you start with you test the viral studies and whatnot on the original umbilical cord. So that's all done uh, before you start to now going on to the other people that don't have their own stem cell lab and they're buying from um, stem cell manufacturing. I'm not sure how many there are, maybe 20 different companies that are selling stem cells to the doctors around the country. And you never know what you're getting. Mm. uh, Some of the guys are good. Some of the people are are great in terms of doing whatever they can to make it right. And they have enough money to do it. And others are operating on a shoestring and they're trying to get by with as little as possible because they don't have any money and they're trying to make money to, to have more money to buy more equipment. So three or four years ago, it was awful. We had one case after another where people be uh, receiving stem cells and they'd have allergic reactions because they were taking the umbilical cord and some fresh umbilical cord and they would put that into their 
uh, their hood uh, where they could do sterile operations, and then they would grind it up uh, and uh, put the ground up, the whole cord, ground up cord into different vials and sell it as stem cells. So you'd be getting, and the wall of the umbilical cord, the blood of the umbilical cord, those cells are all different and they're different from you and they give you allergic reactions. So we had a lot of that stuff going on, still probably still is, but over time, um, the FDA has gone after them. A few years ago, I was talking to the leading guy in stem cells up in San Francisco. He was giving a lecture down in San Diego and I went up and said, so, so and he's using these kind of cells. I said, so I said, do you give corticosteroids with every shot of stem cells? Oh, yes. And the reason for that is because it mitigates the, the uh, side effects of the stem cells that he was buying. But I've never had mm-hmm. that because I don't have these side effects. Got it. Interesting. So how is the consumer supposed to know? Like, it's, you know, Unless you come to me, I don't know. There's, you have to find a doctor that actually has his own lab and, and do it. Otherwise, you, you can't, you, you know, or the, or the doctor is very, very careful. You know, ask, first of all, does he have a microscope? Yeah. Okay. Number one, number two, does he look at the slides? Does he do endotoxin testing? Uh, there's the, 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 the micro, do microbiology tests. Uh, right. You know, in general, then they sell you, for example, they'll sell you on 30 million stem cells for $10,000. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or $3,000 or $5,000, whatever. And you get the court, or get those stem cells from that company, and you and they say 30 million, and we measure them, and it's 3 million. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you have a flow cytometer like I have, you can't know whether or not these people are telling you the truth. And so, you know, there's just there's so much bad medicine going on now. It's, you know, it's amazing that anybody's not, you know, well, some people have died and some people have been injured. And, and so uh, we want to try to prevent all that as much as possible. Absolutely. So, yeah, it's, that's the part that has not scared me, but like, I've been like, how do we know where to send these patients to and what to do with them? Well, you've come up with a couple of terms that I do want to get into. Uh, one is youngering. What is youngering and how is it different than anti-aging? We know anti-aging well, we're all on that bandwagon and trying to reverse our telomeres and do all well, that see, fun see, stuff. See, you just said the, the, the problem. Anti-aging is not reversing telomeres. Youngering is. Ah, okay. The process of making younger, anti-aging is just stopping you from getting older. Right? Right, yeah. We don't have a term for youngering until I invented it. See, because it it actually gets you younger, not not just stops aging. Anti-aging is just stopping you from getting older. I love it. I love it. So how do we how do we go about youngering? We need we need some advice here. (laughs) What are you telling us to do? So You know, it turns out that you can give stem cells intravenously, you can give them subcutaneously, you can give them directly into an organ. Now, the the best treatment is to put the stem cells directly where the pathology is. So wherever there's some, some damage, you can put the stem cells there, you get the best results. But if you have, like, for example, some of my people come in with joints, uh, the shoulders are bothering, the elbows are bothering, the knees are bothering, the, their hips are bothering, their toes are bothering, and it's all, yeah. all arthritis. Well, so rather than give them, give them, uh, you know, ten shots of uh, of stem cells, uh, we give them maybe one or two IV, and they circulate and go to all these areas that are damaged, and you can get some good results with everything. 
so, and, and with, you can do the same thing with the, with the subcutaneous, because subcutaneous just takes about two or three days longer to get into the circulation, but it, they get in and you get basically the same result. So I thought, you know, if you get the same result with the subcutaneous shot, why not use those stem cells for, for facial rejuvenation? Yeah. So that when you get the younger, you get a whole body effect of the cells not only fixing, helping fix your face, but also the rest of your body. So we've now, we're now offering a stem cell facials, and, and uh, that's at a really good price as compared to everybody else. And, and I think that's a, a way to go if you're going to do younger, because, I mean, most people can't afford to spend ten or 15000 nor do they want to. Uh, but I mean, if they have the money and you can spend it, that, that's great. Then you can do uh, IV stem cells and, and you can do it. Um, you know, the way to do that is, is, is a special way I'd come up with. And that is um, what you're trying to do when you're rejuvenating the whole body is to get the stem cells into the whole body mm-hmm. and directly into the bloodstream. And that's all. They don't get very much. You know, they measured in rats, I think it was. They did that kind of study. They measured the number of stem cells in the muscles and other different tissues. And it was only 0.05% of the cells were replaced by the stem cells. So not very much by giving lots of stem cells intravenously. So how do you get, get the stem cells from the blood into the tissues? Well, there's a treatment that we've been doing for many years called chelation therapy. You may have heard of it. And it, there's two different kinds of disodium EDTA and a calcium EDTA. Mm-hmm. If you use the disodium EDTA, which is used for treatment of hardening of the arteries, and you give that to a person first in a, in a decent sized dose, it takes away the calcium from the gap junctions in the endothelium of the blood vessels, which opens up the endothelial gaps and allows the stem cells to easily pass through into your tissues. So incubation first, and then give you the stem cells IV, and then the stem cells are able to pass into your heart, your muscles, and lungs, et cetera, et cetera. So you have a, a lot higher percentage of stem cells circulating and growing in your tissue. So that's overall a, you know, a generalized anti-aging effect that's done that. Right. And then a stem cell facial, how does that work? Is that topical or injected in the yeah, face? Well, it's, it's like microneedling you do, and uh-huh. all these yeah. different ways of doing it. To, we have a we have the younger person under 40 requires less work. So that price is a little cheaper than the ones that are over 40 because the over 40s tend to have a lot more facial problems than, than not. So um, so you do the microneedling and then uh, you can use the stem cells to rub that in and you inject along these lines and whatever, wherever you have any kind of need for volume and, and getting rid of the wrinkles and all that. You can, Put in this, we use tiny needles to do that. And it takes uh, maybe, maybe an hour and a half to two hour procedure. Wow. But you wind up, you know, and the stem cells are not like fillers. You can, if you, if you want to, you can put fillers in with it too, but uh, then that's a little more. But the fillers give you immediate results, mm-hmm. where stem cells can take two months because it takes time for them, them to grow uh, in your tissues and all that. But they're also circulating throughout your body too, so you're getting effects. In your whole body too. Amazing. And so, have you had good results, like equivalent results Very to good. fillers yeah. and things like that with stem cell injectables? Yes, absolutely. I haven't. You know, I was just. I keep trying to find time so I can do it myself. I was hoping to have had done, <laughs> but maybe. maybe the, <laughs> I get it. Maybe the next time you see me, I'll be a younger guy. You say, "Hey, look at this. You're looking good." 
Yeah, there you go. And so do, are you doing all these procedures in your clinic? Is that where uh, yeah, all this yeah, is happening? I have a full-out lab, a clinic. Uh, gotcha. Gotcha. Uh -huh. And the clinic is in, is your clinic in San Clemente as well? Everything is right here. We have an ocean view. It's a beautiful place, beautiful clinic. About, uh, we have about uh, 15,000 feet. Uh, so it's a pretty big place, but uh, not very busy because I've got a lot of equipment. Basically, it's a, an equipment storehouse waiting for you to come. <laughs> got it. I want to see it. Next time I'm out there, I want to come visit and take, yeah. check all those. Yeah, and it's all, I try to design it so that it's all about youngering. It's all about making the stem cells work better. Everything I've got here is for stem cell uh, enhancement. So we have things like a periodic acceleration, which causes shear stress in your blood vessels, which causes increased growth factors. We have external counterpulsation, which causes increased growth factors and for you know, yeah. for the heart. And, uh, and uh, it's also, uh, you may not know, <clears throat> but um, uh, if you think about youngering as compared to young people, yeah, as compared to old people, the, and if you look at an old tree as compared to a young tree out yeah, in the winter, the old tree has got very few fine branches and the young tree has got many tiny little branches. And the same thing is true for the human body. The older you get, the less of these capillaries that you have to, uh, to supply your organs with. The oxygen supply is being diminished as you get older because of the loss of the capillaries. And so by taking and doing external counterpulsation, you increase the number of capillaries in your system, that helps your kidneys, your lungs, your heart, etc. And you can do stem cells along with that, and that enhances the, the formation of these uh, capillaries. Now, there's also uh, functional electrical stem that can do somewhat the same kind of thing and you increase by doing this you increase your metabolic efficiency which means that you're able to convert glucose into energy better so that means your energy levels are, are going up and you have more energy throughout the day and all that and so those are all good and they all work together so these are all synergistic therapies and there's a few more I could rattle on about but we can yeah no it's all fascinating is it is it realistic from a price point standpoint for the majority of people to do some of these things or is it a last resort or what, how do you view it in the scheme of, of, of pursuing different procedures and strategies to, to be younger? To well, you know, everybody has to make that decision on their own. Uh, and for example, uh, as an example of what to do, I had, when I was in medical school, I had uh, I had $600 and I had uh, an old car that needed tires and it was going to take my $600. And I also had a couple bad teeth that needed $600. I chose my teeth and threw away the car. I still have the teeth. Mm -hmm. Right. So you have to take what is most valuable to you and take care of it. And this is what we're talking about. We're talking about the very best therapy there is to keep you younger and healthier. I swear to God, you have to understand how important stem cells are. Stem cells control your rate of getting older. If you don't have the right, if you have damaged stem cells, if they're uh, oxidized, if you have a lot of oxidative stress, your stem cells, get, like the telomeres, get shorter. The stem, the stem cells lose their growth factors and they cannot replicate well. And, and so between the telomeres getting shorter and the stem cells getting older, you're in trouble. And so Got it. You want to take telomerase activators like your TA65, and you want to take stem cells at the same time. Now, sometimes people come and they do the TA65 for a month, and then they come and do a bone marrow. That works great, too, because the TA65 
makes your bone marrow stem cells younger and healthier too. So that's which is interesting. So the bone marrow is where uh, your all, most of your stem cells are, and to get them uh, stronger and healthier, uh, number one, you should be out walking a lot, and number two, eating correctly and not having any toxins and avoiding uh, air pollution and any kind of pollutants that have particles in it. Diesel fuel, for example, is terrible. Uh, and uh, all of these things. Now, another thing is thymus. And thymus uh, atrophy is another thing that's associated with aging. So you combine uh, thymus, thymus peptides, uh, uh, hyperbaric stem cells, ECP, those kind of things, growth factors. We have brain growth factors. So if you have a stroke or traumatic brain injury, we can use hyperbaric, we can use stem cells, we can do brain growth factors, uh, you know, all these different things. There's a whole variety of different things we can choose from to help uh, each individual patient, which is exciting to have all together in one spot. Gotcha. Well, it sounds amazing. One last question before uh, we wrap up this youngering uh, expedition here is, can you use stem cells for cancer? Have you used them in the scenario of cancer? You know, uh, in general, we don't. Uh, okay. Some cases now that uh, may, uh, you know, glioma, for example, there's some evidence that might help in glioma um, and uh, maybe a couple other cases. But in general, you want to do it in combination with the chemo or right after the chemo uh, rather than before chemo. Um, yeah. And it depends upon the stem cell too. So if you happen to have access to embryonic uh, fetal stem cells, which we don't have in this country, uh, then that might be of help. But those are hard to come by. You have to, there's one place in Mexico, one place in uh, in uh, the Ukraine that does that. And, and that's, you'd have to ask them for their uh, results. Uh, but uh, I think but there's a lot of things for, stem, for cancer that we can do. Uh, we have a place in Tijuana where if you're terminal cancer, you have a lot of tumors, we can take you down there. They put it under a CAT scan, they put a needle into the tumor and, and uh, put a direct, uh, uh, we analyze the tumor for the proper chemo to give. And, you can directly inject the tumor with the chemo, and then no matter how far advanced you are, it'll kill the tumor without any side effects, which is amazing. Because you can't do that in this country where you can't, because they, they say, well, you can't take chemo because it'll kill you. Well, in this situation, it won't kill you at all. So that's a really exciting uh, program for those people that are really bad off and don't have any place to go that should call me. Wow. Okay. One last question. I know I said that was the last one. I was just kidding. This is the last one. What are what are growth factors, and how how do you differentiate growth factors from stem cells? Because you see in all these different beauty products and hair products and stuff like that, growth factors sort of advertised. So help us understand that one. Well, um, there's genetic engineering involved with the growth factors that are being sold mostly. Uh, and I'm not so sure where they're getting them. They used, there was a place, there were some places in Japan that were making them uh, with the like E. coli uh, bacterial uh, force. They take the bacteria, put the genes for these growth factors in, and then they grow them in vats and they grow them and the bacteria secrete these growth factors and they take the growth factors out and bottle them up and sell them. And so, and they work. Uh, and there's, uh, I don't know how many I was, I've been trying to look at how many growth factors there are and uh, once upon a time, I did a little research study. It was just one project and, and, and only one couple cases, but I, I took an umbilical cord blood and measured the 32 different growth factors 
and and found that on the average it's like 10,000 micrograms per deciliter of, in the newborn blood. Then I took a 90-year-old and measured the same kind of things, and I found that the, instead of 10,000, that 90-year-old had 100. So there is virtually none, uh, no growth factors in that older person. So you can understand why an older person cannot repair and regenerate, even if their stem cells are good. Uh, but uh, so, but it, so what you have to do. If you don't have growth factors, you have to give a lot of stem cells to that older person to get the same result that you do with a young person, because a young person is full of growth factors. And so the older you get, by 40, your growth factors are on the wane and getting down, they're going down, down, just like your, your human growth hormone is decreasing. And by 55 or so, your male hormones are gone, are going, your female hormones are going. Right. You tend to get more symptomatic than men. But men have it too, and up to about 20% of men by the age of 60 have it. By the time they're 65, it's more like 40% of men have uh, testicular atrophy and, and all these kinds of things. So it all starts to, everybody's got the dwindles after about 50. Yeah, yeah. This has been shown to be, uh, and get the dwindles at age 52. So, so everything starts to deteriorate. So I would say if you have the dollars to spend on yourself, you should start spending them on yourself at about age 50. And so you get some good testing done, figure out what your optimum levels are, and, you know, or even earlier, if you, the earlier you are to get these optimum levels for you. What is your optimum testosterone? What's your optimum estrogen? What the, you know, there are all these different things you can do to measure what is your level and that what you should shoot for to keep, keep it going with that level. So that would be that way in the next 10, 15, 20, 50, 100 years, you would have, oh, well, back when I was 21, I had this. This is where we should be going for. You see what I'm saying? So yeah, try absolutely. To maintain that optimum youthful body. Yes. Well, it sounds like diet matters, detoxing matters, hormone balancing matters. Oh, yeah, talking about detoxification is very important. You know, the, the newborn baby has got virtually very few toxins. Even if you measure, they've got like very trace amounts of like 90 different toxins. We don't want those either, but they're a lot cleaner than the rest of us. Mm -hmm. uh, it's been my understanding from what I've been seeing and reading uh, and doing is that that the, um, the human body has many toxins. We have airborne toxins. We have diesel-fueled toxins. We have toxins in our body from meat. We have this, uh, what is it, trimethylamine N-oxide, which is a toxin that comes from the metabolism of, of meat that causes cardiovascular disease and whatnot. Also is a marker for gut poisoning. So gut toxins cause this formation of this poison. And you can measure that in the blood test. And uh, you know, LabCorp and Quest both offer it, which is great. So you can test to see if you have that toxin. And then you can also do uh, uh, like an oats test for your urine or organic acid test. You do a stool analysis for all the different bacteria. And the point of it is, is that there are things called gut-derived microbial uremic toxins. And these gut derived microbial uremic toxins are a poison and they interfere with the healing of the body, especially if you have kidney failure. And so that's how we discover them because the kidney the patients that I try to treat with stem cells, the stem cells didn't work on. And I came to the conclusion it was these poisons that were causing that. So if you happen to have those same kind of poisons, your stem cell treatment may not work for you. And so it's again, something we need to think about if you fail, like I had a patient in here just now who had a failure of uh, stem cells on his joints and everything. And, and so we're testing him for that. 
kind of problem. Heavy metals can be a problem. So lead, mercury can be a problem. It can keep you from getting better. It can keep you from, make you older faster. Lead makes you older faster, you know. Uh, so and mercury does. It all causes oxidative stress. COVID makes you older faster because it, it causes you, uh, you know, oxidative stress and making you older. And it causes the telomeres to get shorter too. So, uh, and, and so stress is from anything that causes your adrenaline to flow a lot. So if you're always chronically worried about things, your adrenaline is chronically flowing. And what that does is causes the formation of hydrogen peroxide in your tissues. And that's very stressful. And we know it also causes white hair. So when you get, when you get immediately, you know, those cases where people get scared really bad and then their hair turns gray overnight, that's because of the formation of this hydrogen peroxide in the, in the uh, hair follicles. Yeah. And discovered that back in the, uh, back in the eighties, I think. But nobody ever picked it up here in this country that that happens. That's fascinating. Oh, my gosh. I could talk to you for probably another hour about all these concepts. I think this is so interesting. I definitely want to come see your clinic and see what you're doing. Uh, I would love to. Love to have anybody wants to come, I'm happy to give them a tour. I would love to once we're kind of back to normal here. But uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me today. If people want to learn more about your work and what you're doing, what's the best way for them to connect with you? Well, strokedoctor.com is a good place to start. Uh, there's a place you can write questions and ask the questions. Stroke doctor, just like it sounds, S-T-R-O-K-E doctor. Uh, don't send your, your family husband over here for the pair of that stroke, but <laughs> I, I got that name many years ago, and because of it, it's, it's, it's historical use. It gives me a better placement on Google. There we go. <laughs> so I have I have other names like stemcellmd.org, but yeah. it's a newer one, so it doesn't give you as much power. So I went back to my stroke doctor so that I get better placement on Google. So that's kind of a remnant of my days doing stroke therapy. So that's yeah. it. And I'm just trying to make sure everybody can hear and see me. That's all. Because it's it's Absolutely. kind of a lost little Bohican in the in the woods over here, uh, because I don't I haven't written any books since 2006, and I'm not on the lecture circuit, and I don't put out uh, videos all the time or anything. I'm always working on uh, coming up with new things for people. Well, I mean, your work is obviously appreciated and uh, and needed, and it is hard to balance it all and get that message out there. But thank you for for sharing some some of your time with us today. I know I've learned a lot. I'm sure everybody else listening has learned a lot about stem cells in the future and growth factors and youngering and so much more. For everyone watching this episode of Superwoman Wellness, thank you for taking the time out to join us today. And remember, we're on Apple iTunes and Spotify as well. So rate and review it and share it with your friends. I will see you guys next time. <laughs> <laughs>